Hey everybody, Nick Espinosa, your chief security fanatic here. And I've got a really interesting deep dive, I think, for you this week. We are going to be talking about U.S. states that are ramping up privacy laws. Now, I've talked about some of this before, but I, think ble I thought Bleeping Computer had a really good write-up on this. And so let's dive right in. So here's what's going on. In the United States, uh, essentially, if you're looking at it holistically in the last few years, there's only been a few states uh, that essentially have had really good stringent data privacy laws. We don't have a good stringent federal privacy law. And so it's pretty much upon the states to take it upon themselves. And one of the states leading that way happens to be California. They've traditionally dominated the privacy conversation when we are talking about states and data privacy rights. This now is changing, and I think that's a really good thing. So organizations doing business uh, sooner than later in Virginia, Colorado, Utah, and Connecticut will have new regulations to learn and comply with. Uh, you know, If you didn't know, I, I'm sitting here uh, basically in uh, Chicago, Illinois, and Illinois is pretty good with uh, biometric privacy. So so every state is kind of a hodgepodge. And I, I think that's obviously a bit of a concern. But if the federal government essentially can't get their collective stuff together and get this done, then, you know, here we go, which I honestly think makes it harder for the big tech. But big tech doesn't want a federal law because they make money by data mining us. So it, it's a huge thing. But essentially, 2023 is becoming the year of data privacy laws, or at least an acceleration thereof. Legislation moves slowly. Everybody knows this. But in 2023, uh, almost all five, basically, of the states I'm about to talk about will take effect, making this a rather large year for state data privacy acts. I'm a big fan of that. And they're going to start implementing the necessary changes uh, sooner than later. So you have to implement the changes basically to avoid problems down the road, especially if you're running a business that's collecting information on employees, customers, all those kinds of things. So the first one, obviously, is once again in California, above and beyond the uh, CCPA, we have the California Privacy Rights Act, which is an amendment or amending the CCPA, which is a California Consumer Privacy Act. <coughs> Excuse me. That was previously passed in 2018. And uh, essentially, uh, the CCPA was passed in 2018. But on January 1st of this year, the Consumer Privacy Rights Act was passed and it is supposed to take uh, effect this year. Actually, it was supposed to take effect July 1st. But in a last minute ruling, the Superior Court of California delayed the implementation to no earlier than March 29th of next year. But the CCPA is in full effect. So you've got some time to gear up for basically the more stringent uh, California Privacy Rights Act. On top of that, in Virginia... We have the Virginia Consumer Data Protection Act that is known as the VCDPEA, and this is the second state privacy act passed in March of 2021, and it went into effect January 1st of this year. In Connecticut, we have the Connecticut Data, C uh, Data Privacy Act, or CTDPA, passing in May of 2022, and went basically into effect July 1 of this year, so basically around a month ago or so. The Colorado Privacy Act, or CPA, is similar to Connecticut, went into effect on July 1st as well, but only on January 1st, 2024, does it require, or basically does the requirement for a universal opt-out mechanism go into effect. And in Utah, there is the Utah Consumer Privacy Act, which is the UCPA, bringing up the rear of all of these. This finally goes into effect on December 31st, basically New Year's Eve this year, despite not being uh, the last of the state privacy acts to pass, the UCPA implementation date is the last of them to basically be put into place. Now, all of these laws 
And all of these states focus on uh, protecting consumer information collected and used by organizations. However, understanding the different privacy laws is hard for businesses in the above states. Not everybody has an army of lawyers like a Facebook does. You know, a lot of small businesses are collecting information that may fall under these guidelines. And and on top of it, when you have a multi-state business, this is something that I've consulted with when you have a client that has locations in multiple states. Now you have multiple uh, state disclosure and privacy laws to contend with. Each regulation offers up the right to access, delete, and opt out of data uh, collection and storage if you're a consumer. Almost all offer a right to correct existing information except for Utah's UCPA. Most laws do not allow an opt-out of sensitive data processing with sensitive data definitions varying between states. Unfortunately, all regulations generally offer a curing period or a cure period of at least 30 days to correct mistakes when caught. Uh, Now, the differences in regulation are how most of them apply to different organizations. Most apply to larger businesses and organizations that process larger volumes of consumer data. However, some states, interestingly enough, outside of these states have interesting laws. I was recently dealing with a case in Texas where the Texas state law said that uh, you basically don't have to declare a data breach. But if you have the personal information of at least 250 Texans then you do. You have to report to the attorney general there. So, you know, so you never know by state. But in California, uh, basically the CCPA and now CPRA, uh, basically gross revenues of $25 million or more. And if you process the data of at least 100,000 consumers or derive at least 50% of your gross revenue from sharing or selling that data in California, that's a big deal. That's where big tech essentially exists. It's the headquarters of most big tech that you can think of. So, so obviously that's a that's a huge one. Now in Virginia, uh, basically this applies to businesses. So heads up, business owners. If you're processing data of at least 100,000 consumers or 25,000 consumers and deriving at least 50% gross revenue from sales there. In Connecticut, businesses processing data of at least 25,000 consumers and services of at least 50% of gross revenues from selling data or 100,000 consumers basically excluding patent transactions that are or exclusively patent transactions. So they're obviously getting a little bit more granular, but you're getting the flow here. If you have a business that has, let's say, 25, 50,000, 100,000 consumers that are accessing, do storing, you're storing whatever it is of them, you're going to fall under these laws in those states. In Colorado, it's the same thing. Businesses processing data of at least 100,000 consumers or 25,000 uh, consumers and derive revenue or receive a discount from selling personal data. And they're not saying you have to have 50%. If you're just simply doing that, it falls in line in Colorado. Now, in terms of Utah, the UCPA, um, those businesses with 25 million annual gross revenue and process data of at least 100,000 consumers or process data of at least 25,000 consumers and derive at least 50% gross revenue from sales fall under this as well. These are the things that we are talking about. And I know I'm getting nitty gritty here. And most of you listening to this are, are, are saying to, to yourself, well, I don't own a business. I'm not holding 100,000 or 25,000 you know, bits of information on 25,000 different people. But understand, you're one of those 20- 25,000. You're one of those 100,000. And it's important that you understand your rights in the state that you're in. You know, if you look at my radio show, for example, I have affiliates in multiple states, including some of the states that I've listed here. And if you're listening to me, you know, uh, basically in one of those states, as I'm talking about this, that's obviously affecting you. 
understand your rights under the law. And, and, and I've looked at California for quite some time. And quite frankly, I think all 49 other states should be jealous of what California has passed. It's essentially the equivalent of Europe's GDPR, which has far-reaching uh, implications for data security and privacy for EU citizens, just as Californians, ha Californians have this as well. I think everybody should have this. And now we've got Utah and Connecticut and Virginia and Colorado, et cetera, et cetera, all starting to ramp these up. That's a good thing on top of others. So Oregon has a pretty uh, solid one. New York has Shield. I mentioned Illinois has the Biometric uh, Privacy Information Act. When I'm doing like you know my breaches of the week segments on you know every Sunday or on my radio show, um, you know what I'm talking about there uh, oftentimes is disclosures that are basically hitting like the, the in states you wouldn't think of, but like the Attorney General of Montana. I get a lot of those where it's like okay that disclosure is coming from there or the state of Maine, which is a small state, but obviously consumers live everywhere. So we've got to make sure that we are looking at this, we are preparing for this, that that as consumers we understand our rights, especially as we are working with let's say an organization that has their data centers or is headquartered in Utah or. Connecticut, etc. Now we have protection against them. And if you're the owner of that business, understand your goal should be to basically treat the consumer data that you have as sacrosanct. It's so unbelievably important. And so with that, there are obviously consequences to the breach beyond reputational damage, which obviously is a very huge thing. Uh, most of these privacy laws, or I should say each of these privacy laws I've just talked about have consequences uh, in terms of monetary damages that you have to pay. Not all are the same. So per violation, penalties range from $5,000 per violation in Connecticut up to about $20,000 in Colorado. Most states also have civil penalties of $7,500 for minor differences and on and on and on. So I'm just telling you right now, and the reason why I really wanted to do this segment was essentially you the consumer because I you know I'm not running a business that has a hundred thousand or even twenty five thousand you know bits of personally identifiable or, or, or information on five thousand people bits of personally identifiable information and neither are you but I'm in these databases you're in these databases and it's not just the Facebooks of the world think about the organizations that you belong to, you know, in your personal life. It could be streaming services, could be local organizations that are collecting information like a local charity of, let's say, very popular in your community. Uh, you know, churches may have an issue with this as an organization that is collecting, let's say, personal information on, on you know, its, its parishioners. So, so this is obviously a huge thing that we really have to understand has far-reaching consequences. But I also think it really speaks to the greater issue that we have here. And that greater issue is we really do need a stringent federal law similar to GDPR to protect Americans wherever we are around the world. You decide to go, I don't know, live in Australia for six months. If you're an EU citizen, EU's data privacy laws follow you to Australia. American privacy laws should. And understand we have essentially uh, you know, the Fourth Amendment, the Fifth Amendment, and all of that, we cannot self-incriminate. We have right to privacy and all of that, which basically means we have that online. And there's no way that, you know, the Founding Fathers back in the late 18th century could envision the internet, envision data collection, but understand that the blanket concept of privacy for individuals extends wherever privacy uh, should extend, because individuals go everywhere, whether it's physical or virtual. And so by virtue of that, we we need these laws. 
And unfortunately, big tech has an army of lobbyists that have been shutting these things down or watering these bills down that give them so many loopholes to get out of these strict and harsh penalties, literally billions of dollars worth of penalties we've seen coming from the European Union. And so I'll get off my soapbox now, but I, I just want everybody to be aware of just how important this is that, that you understand your rights in your state, but you also understand the rights of the organizations you're connecting to and giving your information to because they may be sitting in a state that has laws that give you recourse, and that is a good thing. And while it may not be all 50 states, 2023 apparently has been a really good jumpstart uh, you know, to get past just the three or four core states that had it before. And so when we are looking at, let's say, 10 states you know, out of 50, that's a pretty significant chunk. That's 20% of the states, if I'm doing my math right, right off the top of my head. And so let's keep that trend going. And so there you go. That's what I wanted to talk about. I think that's important. And honestly, if you live in one of those states, good for you. If you don't live in one of those states, you really need to start lobbying your local uh, people, your local representatives to get this. But ideally, we're going to have a federal law. And so there you go. That's your deep dive. And we'll, we'll see you next time. And, to, and, and please like, share, follow me here on Facebook and Twitter at Nick AESP. And uh, feel free to subscribe to me at YouTube as well, where you will be data mined, but you may have recourse under the law. And as always, stay safe, stay online, and please attempt to stay private. Thanks, everybody.